Welcome back one more time, once more, to Jokerman Podcast, the John Cale Podcast. Still, still not a podcast about Lulu, which people are beginning to get riled up about. Yeah, the pe- people in their twos and threes are ganging up on us, saying, "Listen, I'm you know I'm just I'm keeping tabs on on the community on the Jokerman Nation. I'm I'm seeing the comments in the Discord. You know, as many as a dozen people are uh, clamoring want the Lulu conversation. Yes, it's true. Uh, I I I want the Lulu conversation. To be quite frank, I want the uh, look. We did this because we both wanted the Lulu conversation. <laughs> we started doing this over a year ago." Because we wanted the Lulu conversation, and we're going to have a Lulu conversation, but uh, first, we're going to be eating our vegetables once more, but actually, these are like, uh, if this is eating your vegetables type of material to cover, this is like eating very, uh, very exotic vegetables. Yeah, this is like eating your vegetables, except the vegetables are uh, rocks and metal shrapnel, or um, or they're they're like uh, it's molecular gastronomy vegetables. This is like celery as a as a foam and beets as uh, shards of dehydrated ice or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like a meal at Vespertine. It's it's mostly composed of like uh, smoke based dishes. Yeah, um, mostly smoke. And you leave still really hungry, so you like you know you see the danger dog card on the street, so you just pick one of those up, and that you should have done that all along, but you spent five hundred dollars on your fancy smoke based dinner. So okay, I think you're. <laughs> that's not quite the case because I think it's possible to have a a, a fulfilling and I know, nu- nutritious meal out of this stuff. It's not really. It's not the molecular gastronomy analogy isn't actually quite apt because, in fact, I think what we have here with, uh, John Cale, New York in the 1960s compilation, this is not really overly fussy. In fact, it's. It's brutally, uh, revolutionarily simple uh, in in what it is, which is very much the opposite of something as um, technologically dependent uh, as, uh, say, you know, uh, molecular gastronomy. This is like this is simple pieces, simple ingredients, but treated in a way that is not usual. To a radical extent. It's experimental music. Yeah, simple in its execution, much more complicated, much more high-minded, much more esoteric in its theory, right? The same way that a Rothko might be simple in its execution in terms of the actual material that goes into it and the technical, the technical, you know, painting skills that go into it. Well, my kid could do it type of stuff. Right, exactly. That's always a stupid thing to say. No, it's just you're missing the point. If you're, if that's how you're engaging with it, you're just missing it. Intentionally so. You're like, you're making yourself, fixing your mind to dodge the point, like, like Neo in the Matrix. Like you're just never going to get it. And it's because you don't want to. I think it comes down to like an attitude of resistance to like certain things that are supposed to be in the background or supposed to be just raw material. There's a resistance to imbue those things with more significance. And I, this music is like asking you to imbue 
very discreet and specific and maybe minor aspects of music itself it's asking you to give those like a a moment of your time or a lot of your time and a lot of focus and i think people find that repellent sometimes yes that is true this music i think if you're listening to it you're probably you the you know whoever you are are probably not going to find this repellent necessarily because whereas a piece of modern art you might see when you're just some schmuck touring through the museums and you see, you know, whatever, a Rothko and you you get all hot and bothered about it. This is <laughs> this is not something that you just stumble upon. Uh, uh, John Cale's New York in the 1960s uh, triptych here. Um, you <laughs> you got you to put some legwork in to, to, to even find out that this exists, much less listen to it because it's not available on the streaming. Uh, it's it's not available really anywhere physically. I think the the physical copies are long ago, you know, sold out and available on Discogs for high prices. I know you have have one yourself. I do, but I came. Up, it was by the charity of others. Eric Dinas, dear friend of the show, gave me the boxed set. Which this is truly a, it's a boxed set. It is in a box. It's wood. It's made of wood. Great material, wood. It's uh, going for like $400, I think, now, on Discogs. It's a big one. Thanks for nothing, Eric. Wait, because he didn't send you one? Yeah. Well, I don't think he had a, two of them lying around. Mm, a likely story. I, I was at a, a studio, like this loft downtown the other day, and they had there was just a bunch of dusty old records ev- everywhere, and just like behind some taxidermy bats or something, there there was one of these just collecting dust wow you should have swiped it i should have send it to me i deserve it you do i'm the one doing the podcast about